Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the heartland, Bryant at 69ing Chipmunks, Ryan at P-O-T-H, Ryan V, Clark at P-O-T-H, Brew, Joey at P-O-T-H, Hosky, and Trent at P-O-T-H, Trent. Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast. This is episode 40. I uh, want to thank everybody for hanging out with us and listen, listening to all the old podcasts and this one as well. A um, little basketball tournament going on. So as you guessed, we're probably going to get pretty heavy on college basketball this week here. So, um, But again, if you uh, want to tell us to talk about something else, just let us know. And Joey, how can people get a hold of us? Yeah, hit us up on our direct messages on Twitter and Instagram. Look up Heart, at Heartland Pulse and Facebook and YouTube. Just search Pulse of the Heartland. Um, we have all of our p- tournament pools up on Twitter and Instagram. And then all of our pictures for soaking meats and beers and stuff are also on Instagram and Facebook. You'll get everything else that we put on our other socials. And YouTube, we like to post our live streams. All right, Joey, what are you drinking? So, continuing the seltzer trend, I saw the uh, new Bud Light seltzer hard sodas are in in the gas station right next to my hotel down here in Baton Rouge. So, I decided I'd try those tonight. First one I'm going to do is the hard soda cherry cola. Okay. Joe, you're going to have to let me know how those are because I I bought that for like my next gimmick that I was going to do. And then I'm still on my medicine. So I, it's just been sitting in my fridge <laughs> for two weeks. Well, the cherry cola tastes like medicine. Oh. Um, <laughs> so it's not not terrible. It's definitely sweeter than I would normally do. But uh, okay. it's better than the regular Bud Light seltzers. There's no none of that Bud Light beer taste. Okay, it. good. Yeah. If it's oh, yeah, better than your seltzers, then. Yeah. Overall, I'd give it a three out of five um and if i'm comparing it to bud light seltzers i'm gonna give it a five out of five nice yep all right well uh bryant what are you drinking all oh, that beautiful ames tap water my friend i i got two more days of these antibiotics then i'm i'm ready to drink so until then strictly <laughs> water staying hydrated according to their song they uh they have the best tap water there i mean i I've I've had tap water from many different parts of Iowa, and I can tell you it's uh it's probably one of the best. It's much better than Dayton, Iowa. That's for sure. That one I almost bought. <laughs> <laughs> right, Ryan, what are you drinking? Well, I know uh, Bryant had these a couple weeks ago. I'm going with the canned Crown Royal whiskey and cola. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty dang good, actually. I enjoy it. I mean, would you agree? I think I think you have to be a fan of Crown. It's it's got a real yeah. distinct Crown taste. Absolutely, I would agree with that. So, so but I mean, if this coming like four packs right yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah if you do like crown and i mean this is just an easy way to get it yeah i mean i think it was like when i bought it down here 16 bucks you know four dollars can it's like it's like at the bar you know fancy can and i, Jeez, I think it was i think it was 11 something here oh well shit <laughs> yeah dirt <laughs> cheap up there then uh i think booze <laughs> is a little cheaper up here actually because of the tax i think iowa taxes it more than south dakota yeah so uh, that's why you know what else is cheaper like in south here. dakota than iowa what rocks in your drink 
rocks. True. Yeah, that's true. That's right. We don't pay for that we ice. Get those, we get those right. free rocks here. We get those free ninety nine. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ninety nine. Basically, <laughs> South Dakota equals freedom, and don't you forget about that. That's right. <laughs> Trent, what are you sipping on? Well, I am on call again. Uh, I think I'm on call about every other Tuesday, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am also just drinking what well, is an Ames tap water. It's Brandon, South Dakota tap water, which is pretty terrible. But uh, we, we actually put in a reverse osmosis system uh, a couple weeks ago, so... Uh, our water is delicious now. What do you mean by that? Uh, because my wife, when it comes to drinking water, is pretty bougie, pinky up. Yeah. So the reverse osmosis system takes all that crap out of there, <laughs> and it's it's delicious. So it's so. a fancy Brita or something, or am I just really simple over here? Yeah, it's like a like a whole like a system. Like we had to have this water guy come install in under our sink and hook to our drinking water line in our refrigerator yeah that's more than just hooking it up to the faucet okay i see what you're talking about yes yeah a little bit more than that does your wife have a twitter uh no she does not we need to make sure she listens to this episode yeah (laughs) yeah i'll tell her to don't worry she won't (laughs) she's already (laughs) listening damn it yeah, I don't. So my wife is so high maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> she can't even drink water. Um, so this weekend I was back home in Gowry and I go into Casey's and like right inside the door, I can just see the side of it. And it is the hard Mountain Dew display. <clears throat> and I like, oh sweet, gonna get some hard dew. Go Ooh. around to the display. Nope, gone. Oh, yep. No, no, yeah, I, I was back home on Sunday. I saw the same empty display. I, uh, yeah, I'm telling you, if you can get some though, I, the, the least the regular and the Baja Blast are worth it. The other two take it or leave it. Is it in yeah, any kinda... other states yet? Uh, Tennessee Ta- and Florida. Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, but those are just the same three. Yeah, I, for as far <sighs> as I can tell. Me. I mean, I Joey, really once you have it, you don't really look if other states starting to get it. Oh, oh, you said it's in Tennessee. Cool. I'm driving through there on Friday. There I'm go. gonna. I wonder if Love's Truck Stop will have it. If not, I'll get one of the drive-through liquors to find it for me. There you go. Fuck yeah. So, um, as I was home, I went to the parade in Lorville, um, mm-hmm. and which was awesome, by the way. The St. Patrick's Day parade in Lorville was great like every other floats just handing out jello shots um apparently no open container laws in that town on like the, the bars the doors are just open you go in and get your beers your booze whatever and you just come out and you just walk around the town and just watch the parade and drink it it was awesome have you but, never uh, been to the bars in Lorville with Chad Baker I have been to the bars in Lorville, but I've just never oh. been there on St. Patrick's Day. Ah, okay. But but where I'm getting is we gotta we gotta give a shout out here because I'm I'm sitting there right, and like Farnhamville fire truck rolls by and they're shooting their their hot dogs with their hot dog cannon, which was sweet by the way. Mm-hmm. Kind of want to make a hot dog cannon now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I hear somebody yell my name and I look, and they just yell, "Love the podcast!" So it was. <laughs> Yeah, it was Joe Weedron. So, oh, fuck uh, yes, Joe. Yeah, so shout, 
Yeah, shout out. Yeah. Um, the celebrity. The, people people know me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I get noticed. Pretty well like an influencer in the wild out there. That's right. Um, and uh, also another shout out. You notice there's only four of us on the pod tonight because Clark and Brittany welcomed their new baby into the world on Sunday night, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so congratulations to them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty happy for them. So um, this podcast is just having a whole other generation of podcasters coming out. It's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they'll be they'll be working on this someday so we're gonna keep it going. be our editors and uh they'll be our new social media people too exactly <laughs> can't yep, fire the intern anymore definitely some new content creators as well so <laughs> yep i'll fire my daughter i don't care <laughs> if the product is good, she's out of here. Yeah. She may only be a week old, but I have high expectations. Dang it! That is awesome. <laughs> so, Ryan had a daughter. I have a daughter. Clark has a daughter. Does anybody have boys anymore? How does this work? No, nope. Darth's a boy. I mean, I'm pretty yeah, sure I have there's... a boy dog. I guess. <laughs> well, so do I. I think if the if it's, it's gonna be part of the woman's got to be on top, I think, is how that works. If she's is that on how top, it works? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like gravity, I think. And it's the opposite in Australia. So <laughs> goes backwards. Good, good. Well, we did, I guess, conceive in the United States in the Northern Hemisphere. So that makes yeah. sense, Brian. Yeah. It's all start. It's all starting to add up, isn't it? It, it is. Yep. All right. Well, now that we've got our shout outs out of the way uh, and uh, we know what we're all drinking. Uh, there's a basketball tournament that started last Thursday. Uh, 64 teams been narrowed down to 16 and mm-hmm. a lot has happened. Um, but, but first off, our tournament challenge, we'll shout out some of these people that are doing well. Um, not me. <laughs> all right I, I guess i'm in 10th yeah um, no not terrible. but uh yeah n- number one is hashtag fish grease brian yes, you know sir. this person yeah blaine Dahman. how do you not know the guy he's, he's the best I, basketball mind of the whole uh, tournament so far apparently yeah no who, who hey trent who's the who's the next smartest guy in the bracket so far uh, another Weedron, Ethan Weedron. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I skip somebody? Oh, yeah, you skipped God, Homer God. Bryant is in second place. Bryant, okay, yeah, sorry, I just had I, I, I was too worried about we lost money last uh, tournament, so I had to make sure that at least one of us was in there so we could try and get our money back. So, yeah, right, I think you have more points available now than I had to start the tournament. Yeah, kind of. Well, it, it doesn't help when your champion is out one of the first couple games. So mm-hmm. exactly. And then uh, tied for third, a couple people with Ethan Weedron and Ryan Matthews. Yeah, Mister Mister Baker Mayfield Hall of Famer himself. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's it's kind of you know I that that's what we were talking right before recording. How funny it was is like he's doing so well. He had the Iowa State Miami matchup. You know, which I don't think anyone in the country did. And then his team name is Baker, future Hall of Famer, after this last fucking week of the Deshaun Watson fiasco going up there in Cleveland. So at least you got basketball going for you, Ryan. 
So you're <laughs> saying that we're going to have him in the fantasy football league so that we can actually beat him because he knows nothing about football. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> All right, be, be ready for the fall, Ryan. That's all we got to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coming at you, boy. Thick as fuck. Thick as fuck, boy. Uh, so there's been some big upsets, which uh, I like seeing. Um, I know this busted my bracket because I had Kentucky, I think, in the championship game. And the Peacocks of St. Peter's came out as a 15 seed and punched them right in the mouth. Uh, hate to see those blue bloods lose already. Second, mm-hmm. second best story of the tournament so far. Yep, the best story will continue on Friday night. Yes, sir. I just think it's crazy that so far, like with all these upsets, and you know, we kind of, you know, and why you have this the conference championship week of the of the sixteen auto bids that were, um, or I'm sorry, of the sixteen teams, only six of them had auto bids. That, you know, otherwise you'd kind of assume that would be a big deal in the tournament. I mean, it seems like everyone that wasn't guaranteed almost has a little bit of fire and, you know, keeps on, keeps on, keeping on, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and the Peacocks were one of them. They won their tournament to get yep. in. The, the, that that uh, gaunted Metro Athletic Association conference or wherever the hell they are. Yep. What? Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, I have it at the bottom because I had to spell it out because I would have never remembered it. They're part oh, of yeah. the... Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. You know them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like a CIML team for Iowa high school yes. sports? Probably same size, <laughs> same funding, but. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, so I did hear this that uh, St. Peter's whole athletic budget is $7.5 million. And Kentucky's basketball budget is $35 million. Like, oh, my Lord. Yep. And so Calipari makes more than St. Peter's whole athletic budget. Yep. I'm, that's awesome. I, I heard, like, all the exposure in this tournament. It's going to, like, the exposure is worth up to, like, $100 million because everyone keeps talking about them stuff. I've just mm-hmm. read so many articles where, like, literally, you know, again, because they have such a limited budget where they have a pool in their uh, at their school. So they rent it out to anyone that pays them. So, like, they're talking about they would have, like, basketball games and opposing coaches would be walking to the locker room and there'd be kids in swimming trunks, like at a birthday party, running down the, you know, halls next to them because they rented out the pool downstairs. <laughs> that's awesome. Dude, I, like, uh, I, 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 that, that's, that, that's what really makes this tournament the best. You, you know, imagine if you could turn bowl season in football into where, you know, Jackson State got a couple upsets and all of a sudden they're, they're playing a, you know, uh, Kentucky and football, I guess they're actually pretty decent this year, you, you know, mm-hmm. where they could actually have a chance to keep building up as well. Yeah, it, it's tough when you only have football once a week, though. It, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I ha- have heard that they, Sister Jean is putting out bids for her loyalty. Come and see if St. Peter's will do it or not. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah, she's just going to represent all the Catholic schools besides Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're in the Sweet Sixteen, then maybe she changed her mind. I don't know. Right, she's like the Drake of old women. I, uh, the, not to be mean about her, but I didn't think she could start looking any older until I saw her this year. That is, I think she's 102 years old. I, yep. I, she, I did look it up. She? she was uh she was four years old when Jack Trice was playing football. Wait, what? Is this, you're that, si- serious? 
Yeah, that's a real fact. I, lo- I looked it up because I was like, okay, is there sliced bread or something? I'm trying to like relate it back to the pod. Yep, she was four years old when Jack Trice was playing at Iowa State and had the unfortunate uh, injury, you know, versus Minnesota. So, I mean, that's how long she's been around, man. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> I think she also uh, shook uh, James Naismith's Nace- hand. So <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to say hand there. No. <laughs> Talk about how she's four years old, Joey, and now we're immediately jumping to that. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Another one of the uh, crazy games that was on Saturday, North Carolina mm. uh, up big mm. on uh, number one seed Baylor, up 25. Uh, I was down at 209 Main eating lunch mm. when this was on, and I'm like – no way, no way Baylor comes back. And sure enough, they got right. it to overtime, but uh, yeah, North Carolina ends up winning that game. On that, and and that's, the, that's the shitty part. It doesn't matter what seed they are. These blue bloods, they're always going to have that pride. They're always going to be able to like pull these ones off. Ba- Baylor's kind of a newer power, but I, I wouldn't say North Carolina, the, these UCLA's, you can never count them out. It wasn't UCLA, they were in the playing game and then got to the Mm-hmm. At least the Sweet 16 last year. Yep. Yeah, last year. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I, did Baylor have any injuries or anything, or what happened? I don't think so. Uh, I was kind of watching like Trent was. Uh, as soon as it, as soon as I saw it going to overtime, I was like, "Oh, UNC's fucked" because they missed that buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, "All the momentum's back on Baylor's side, so UNC's fucked." And then they end up winning. So yeah, I don't think there was any major injuries or anything. Well, I would say, I guess that, that kind of shows you the toughness of Baylor. But, you know, I, th- I think at that point, if you don't win in regulation, you've burnt so much energy mm-hmm. coming back from 25 points. That extra five minutes is just torture at that point. You, you just exerted everything else. Right. So, oh, I don't so, know. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to go talk about this next bullet point here. Michigan. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm they, glad someone's they... finally repping the Big Ten there, Joey. Yeah, them and Purdue. Yeah. Them, yeah, they, they get that play-in game for them and Juwan Howard to punch their ticket mm-hmm. uh, to the Sweet 16. Had a lot I of like fighting in my hair. Yeah. <laughs> <But> I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. I, I, was, I, was, I was trying to have a little, little fun with that one. Joey's not appreciating that we keep bringing up that their coaches get, get a little nasty on the sidelines. Oh no, I love it. I I think Juwan Howard's an overreacting little bitch, but yeah. I also think that the Wisconsin coach is too. So whatever. Yeah. When grown men can't handle someone else pointing a finger at their face or something, it makes me just laugh. Oh yeah, like, that's what it's like. Just imagine if you were in wrestling where you're you're having to headlock. You know, you're tied right. up everything else, and someone points a finger at you, and that triggers you. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the Iowa State wrestling beat. Like that, none of that had to happen. You guys yeah. are just fucking little idiot bitches like shut up mm-hmm. god damn well someone said something yeah just, just get over it just move, move on like that, that's where it's kind of unfortunately now you're starting to see they're they're having that conversation during the jawan thing where mm-hmm. it's you know well we shouldn't even have the you know these handshaking lines so we shouldn't have sportsmanship you can't be a man enough to shake someone's hand for you know two minutes after a game and mm-hmm. it should piss you off you know then then yeah. get and beat them next time the only time I'm ever going to get that mad is if someone's fucking around with my property, my money, my family, <laughs> or my cat. Like, 
you know, I'm never ever gonna get that mad or my beer. So. Mm, or your beer. There <laughs> 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 Oh shit. Well, I'll say I, we we kind of like keep going down. We kind of talked about St. Peter's a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Here, I, I thought it was crazy. Did you see that their their head coach uh, Shaheen Holloway? He was part of the last New Jersey team that went to the Sweet Sixteen at Seton Hall. Hmm. No. Yeah, uh, it's, it's always weird when you see these teams that let you see this unprecedented success all of a sudden. It's like, oh, you, you know, they brought in that winning culture from somewhere else. And I don't know if Seton Hall's really done much after that team he was on, but uh. I don't know. It, it, it's just always crazy seeing that type of leadership there. Yeah, it's, it's a cool story. I I always like seeing the big, well, like, unless it's Hampton 15 beating Iowa State number yeah. two. Mm-hmm. But I do like seeing those high seeds win. And it is kind of fun being a fan of one of those teams this year, mm-hmm. Iowa State, you know, an 11 seed making it this far. So but we'll we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. I I saved the best for last trend. Don't you worry. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) I feel like you guys have like a pepper grinder and you're just starting to season it. Starting to season it. All of a sudden, (laughs) we're going to be at like Olive Garden. We're like, no more cheese. No more cheese. Stop it. You're just going to keep talking about Iowa State. Yeah. You can never have too much cheese, Joey. Never too much Iowa State. Um, Memphis, they're the number nine seed. Uh, like you say, the tough out versus the Zags. Um, I mean, I have slandered the Zags all year. When mm-hmm. are, they're they're going to lose this this round? I think I actually do have them losing this round. Um, let me let me just pull up my bracket here, you guys. Yeah, you guys say, talk oh, amongst yeah, yourselves. I'd say the the Zags they're playing Arkansas, which I I, I think I had. Uh, I think I had Arkansas going this far. I I don't think that I think the Zags make it one more round here, um, but they are also in a you know Arkansas is the easiest opponent obviously left. I think Texas Tech is their biggest one, and then I don't know Duke kind of. Uh, did you guys watch that Michigan Michigan State game at all? Not much of it. I just saw the final score. I mean, can our uh, Duke kind of really pulled away from them in the end? It mm-hmm. it was a nine point win, but they were tied up with like two minutes left, and then they just hit a couple. And again, I guess that's what makes them Duke in Michigan State. Michigan State is because they were mm-hmm. hitting the shots at the very end. I think it was like a fifteen to two run. It, it was a crazy run at the end. They were down by uh, five, I think, with like four or five minutes left. They, I mean, they they really stuck it to them at the end. But that uh. And that game there as well, I, I put in there. That might I I don't I didn't see the game. They probably would have had these stats up. I mean, that's got to be one of the one of the winningest like tournament matchups of all time. I know it was their sixth matchup, um, but K, Coach K has ninety nine wins in the tournament now with that one. Izzo has fifty three at that point. I mean, they're they're both top five all time on, and they're both active too. I mean, th- that's got to be one of the most celebrated games, wouldn't it? You would think so. I mean, it's especially with it being coach K's, you know, final year and stuff. It's definitely got to be. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's just insane. Izzo is five. K, K is number one in 99 and Izzo, Izzo is number five. It's 53. There's a 46 win difference between first. And <laughs> wow. Just, you know, as, as much as everyone, and it's easy to shit on coach K because they've had a lot of early exits lately and it's easy to shit on the villain but it, what he's i mean it's just incredible man i mean 1200 wins i think Bayheim's, you know i think second on the list and he's closer to like 
a thousand, or uh, I'm sorry, he's closing like 900. I'll have to get the active list, but I mean, it, it's just insane how dominant he's been in his 40 years of coaching. Mm-hmm. Okay Keller hasn't pass, changed either. Izzo can pass Coach K if he makes it to the final four the next 12 in a row. <laughs> that's all he's got to do at that point, right? Yeah, that's it. Yep. So I did look. I do have Arkansas beating Gonzaga. So it's you do. It's gonna happen. You know, like Loyola has uh, Sister Jean. Well, Arkansas has John Daly. So hammer down Arkansas. <laughs> Pig suey, huh? Mm-hmm. Hammer down Arkansas. That's, I love it. Who's the you Zags' most morning. famous alumni? Is John Stockton? Probably. Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison. <laughs> no, Jinx. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, John Stockton. I would say. John Stockton. I, I looked it up. Coach, uh, Coach K, twelve hundred wins all time, not just tournament. Jim Beheim is second behind him, and he's he's got to be close to retiring too. He's at thousand ninety nine. I mean, he he would have to have three perfect seasons just to catch up to him. Right. Go just, for it, dude. And, and even behind them, like fifth on the list. Let me see who's the next uh, active coach. Sorry, Bob Bob Huggins is the next active at eight forty four. He's Huggy third all time. What's that? He's third all time. No, Bob Huggins is eighth all time. I was getting to eighth the next all time. active coach. Sorry. Then then Calipari at eight ten. So we've got some coaches that you know they keep coaching for about another fucking ten years. They might you know get close, but holy shit, that he's just you know, head and shoulders up so far above everyone else. Where's Rick Pitino on that list? Um, He's pretty close. He's right uh, behind Calipari. He's at 807, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think like 600 of those have been vacated, though. Oops. <laughs> Rick Pitino's <laughs> always pretty close. Yeah. Hey, have I talked I, about uh, the Arkansas head coach, his connection to Rapid City? I don't think so. No. So Eric oh, Musselman, um, gosh, I thought I'd talk about this once, but maybe not. Um, Eric Musselman was actually the head coach of the CBA team here in Rapid City for quite a few years. Um, hmm. wow. it, was, it was the Rapid City Thrillers for a little bit, and then they changed over to the Rapid City Posse. And I think he was the youngest CBA head coach in, in history. Um, he was the GM for them at one point, too, I believe, or else his dad was. And mm-hmm. they actually hired Flip Saunders to be coach in Rapid City, too, for a season before he went to the Timberwolves. So, yeah, I kind of have a soft spot for Arkansas just because of Eric Musselman being such an awesome uh, head coach to the games in Rapid City, which when I was younger, we actually – the team stayed in the hotel my mom worked at. So, we got season tickets courtside every season. Oh, so, nice. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going for Arkansas, but I don't think they have a chance just because of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I watched a couple of their games. I think they had that uh, New Mexico State and then Vermont. I mean, both of them have been close games. So I, I think I think Zags will hold it off one more time, but I think whoever wins the Duke-Texas Tech game, which I think Tech is going to win, I, I, I think whoever wins on that side goes on. Mm-hmm. So going down the list here, um, unless you got anything else on Coach K – I, no, I, no, we we flattered him too much. We need to get some yeah. insults in here. We'll we'll yeah. come up with some more. <laughs> For as long as he's been coaching, his hair color hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, well, it's amazing how with all that stress of coaching and recruiting, mm-hmm. he's still got that jet black hair, huh? Yeah, I think it's Crazy. still real though. Unlike somebody else, yeah, it was a little pooch belly, yeah, the rug up there. Uh, Miami number 10 upsets number two Auburn uh, to set up their 
their next loss versus Iowa State. Um, yeah. Auburn, I I had them going kind of far. I don't think yeah. I had Auburn much farther than than this game. I was just shocked at like you know Miami beating Auburn didn't surprise me. ACC is kind of up there in toughness with Big Twelve, but uh, how just dominant they were, man. Like I mean Auburn had that Jabari Smith right, mm-hmm. and, and they just an 18 point victory and they were, I think they were an eight or 10 point underdog. That That is incredible how much they outperformed what everyone thought they would. Yeah. I, I had Auburn winning my bracket until I looked at it and was like, that ain't happening. So I went back and changed <laughs> it still had them in my final four. Ugh. That, that's where you like look at it and it's sometimes it's like you just have to know a team that, that that's what makes again what makes this so great but when you're choosing a tournament you don't have to know anything about basketball if anything you just gotta know about like the culture like when i'm looking at it and and going through the seeds it's like yeah why wouldn't i have north carolina ucla matchup they're two blue bloods you know and, and mm-hmm. multiple people do strictly because of that not because of the you know the the wins and losses that year it's like well they still got cronin they still you know that it's just their tradition of being good. You, you know, Auburn's not quite there yet. I like Bruce Pearl, but he, uh, give it a couple more years, I guess. So I guess there was an interview of him on the sideline, like right in the middle of half coming out of a timeout, they were down 10 and someone went up to him and asked him, are you, so what do you think coach? He's like, Oh, our players are great. We're okay. We'll, we'll be just fine. We'll, we'll come back from this. And then they end up losing by 18. <laughs> good for Bruce Pearl. But, uh, you know, hopefully he didn't put money on the game because holy shit, that he, he would have lost his fucking ass, man. Well, and his job, probably. Well, true, yeah. <laughs> I, well. I just want to say I was completely right about Auburn. Uh, I did not think they were going to make the Final Four, and I'm happy about picking them losing to Iowa in the Elite Eight. <laughs> one, of the, one, one half of that was completely right, Joey. We're proud of you there. <laughs> speaking of the coach putting money on the game i being back in iowa i put some money on the colgate wisconsin game mm. and dude i told you guys like i told you on the live youtube the other day vegas knows oh yes seven and a half points and colgate loses by <clears throat> seven yep <laughs> yep like wisconsin had the ball up seven after a missed free throw and Colgate doesn't foul. They just let them run the clock out with like 15 seconds left. I'm like, see, well, come on. Where's the foul that, here? Give, <laughs> give me some free throws. That, that's where, that's where a lot of, I, I know experienced gamblers start putting it on the first half because they right. know everyone's still putting in a hundred percent effort and you're not going to have that bullshit. Um, I think it was in the first game Duke, they, they had covered the spread and then they allowed their opponent to just drive down the, the, the whole court in six mm-hmm. seconds and lay up. And then all of a sudden um, Cal state Fullerton covered. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't put too much money on this tournament so far. Nothing's really been sticking out. I did have Iowa state covering four versus Wisconsin and we won, but I would say there's very few games where I feel super confident on it. So you bet I have on a question anything, for Ryan? you. What? Did you bet on anything on this tournament yet? <laughs> yeah, and it's not going great. I've, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of done betting on college. I've bet on Ar- two games on Arkansas now, and I've lost both of them by a combined one point. 
one one was because it was uh i can't remember what happened but who i which side i was on just because i don't want to go back to sad memories but mm. um arc they were going to cover and arkansas stole it with like five seconds left and went down and dunked it for me to lose the bet. like just stupid stuff like that happens yeah. to me so like I, I i miss football i want to go back to betting on football <laughs> vegas knows Vegas knows, That's and, all you and, know. I, and I think the That's teams the are just like we don't give yes. a crap about the spreads. We're gonna screw everyone over that we can. Yeah, yeah, they're I point know, shaving. And and you know we're yes. gonna talk about it in the next couple games. There's so many things that can just ch- turn the tide of a game, though, because these. I I, would say, I I guess if you don't, Joy, did you have one thing before we went on to the next game? Well, I was just gonna ask uh, for you, Avid degenerates out there um so if you put like trent you bet and then go home to south dakota uh-huh. you still cash out in south dakota right no it's not it's all on the app on my phone so right. it just like goes into my account on the phone like i don't have to be i just have to be in iowa to place the bet right but i mean like if you went to cash out do you have to go back to iowa to cash that out in the app or can you just cash it out and he has to cash out in iowa do, do I? I don't know. I haven't cashed out. I'm still. I'm just working on my money Trent, that I Trent's won in the Super Bowl. all that money for the, for his daughter's college fund because he's winning so much, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Oh, going to do this professionally now. She's already got these... her first year of Harvard paid for. Yeah. <laughs> Hope she's smarter between, than me. <laughs> between that and his Dogecoin that he's still holding on to. Yeah. Hey, Dogecoin forever. Right. I'm uh, no, I was just wondering because. I'll be traveling back home and I'd like to place the bets on Friday and uh, cause I'll be in Mississippi and it's legal, but I didn't know if I could have, uh, if I have to drive 12 hours to cash out, that's not worth it. You travel no. enough places though. There's enough States that you probably travel enough that you can go and do it in any of those States. Well, that's my other thing. Cause if like, if you go to bet MGM, you have to pick a state. If I'm not back in the same state, am I going to be able to like, am I going to have, you know, 17 different, Say I win 17 different bets in 17 different states. Am I going to have to go to each state to cash it back out? You're going to have to consult Google, my friend. I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a very good question. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking at FanDuel's fan account right now. Let me see how many. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. There's, looks like there's 14 states that you can do mm-hmm. FanDuel on. So I mean, you like it sounds like you travel enough, um, and you I mean Illinois, you you go to St. Louis over that you know that way a lot, don't you? Yeah, yeah, but that's not what I'm saying. Like, what I'm saying there. is like if yeah. I bet in Illinois, and then if I don't go to Illinois for six months, but say I win a hundred dollars, yeah. if I go to like Iowa, can I cash that out while I'm in Iowa because it's got sports betting, or does it have to be that bet yeah. has to be cashed out in Illinois? So. Yeah, it's a great. Question, Sounds like you know, yeah, Illinois, Iowa, what you're in Louisiana, mm-hmm. Tennessee, Mississippi. All, I think instead Mississippi of focusing, is not on FanDuel. It's I on BetMGM. Yeah, I, I think instead of focusing on this, you need to write your congressman and just have them fucking pass it in Missouri. And legal marijuana. Yeah, and legal marijuana. There you go. <laughs> then you can really start having a good time down there. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully South Dakota will have it in the next year. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, South Dakota is weird that it's legal, but in Deadwood, that's yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> Got to go to Deadwood. It's like, well, that's like a 
four and a half hour drive for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's enough offshore places now that if people want to bet on sports, they're going to bet on sports. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I, I, would say, or, I think more states, it's kind of like weed. They're going to slowly start seeing the tax money of all the degenerates in their state. And they're going to go, it's stupid for us not to. You're always going to have your big yep. states like probably Illinois besides Chicago, you know, allow your, your start allowing gambling. But, you know, Missouri, who gives a shit? They might, you're, you're either going to get ahead of the curve or get le- left behind. Same thing with weed. They're seeing all this money for these states starting to come in. Why the hell wouldn't you at that point? Mm-hmm. Especially with like the NFL and stuff backing it so much. But mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to do completely derail us from uh from the march, march madness, madness. yeah <laughs> of the degenerate uh holiday of march madness whatever yeah, delays us from talking about iowa state i'm okay with. <laughs> yeah. well, don't worry we, we can speed through these next couple because i would say uh, at least one of them i'm going to enjoy talking about it's a uh, new big 12 houston a five seed beat a four uh four seed illinois 68 53 any of you see that a uh, technical foul though i did I, not I had to go yes. back and look at it. That was awful. So just, it's just terrible. Joey, I would say look it up in the few seconds while we're discussing. It. You'll see how fucking mm-hmm. stupid it is. So the the Illinois player goes for a dunk, and and you know we were kind of we we're talking about getting the momentum in this tournament. It's so fucking difficult, you know. And then they finally make a play. I can't remember if they're ahead behind. Really didn't matter. Illinois two hand dunks it with the with the player's momentum. He's swinging forward like heading towards the backboard, and then and his back swing you know heading down. Then he drops down, and in that probably. 0.7 to a to a second time frame. They called him for a technical foul for hanging on the rim. Yeah, they, yeah so they if, were down six. All right, I'm watching it. If yeah. that guy does Wait, not, what? Yeah, if that guy doesn't hang on to the rim, he's getting injured. Yeah, right. It, and it, if he, wow, he and the, there was people coming behind him. He had to see where he was going to land. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that's terrible. You know, again, it wasn't like I've seen some of those excessive where they're holding onto the rim and they almost pull themselves up like they're they're trying to like rip it down, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we've seen those types of plays before. That was just your run of the mill fucking dunk. I, I don't I think the funniest stat I heard was like, I think if a referee is going to call a technical foul or hanging on the rim, they have to prove that they can touch rim to know exactly what the momentum is, you know. Otherwise, right. they have no clue what that kid's going through. So an, another terrible uh, refereeing moment was mm. the TCU Arizona game. Oh my lord! Yeah, I believe it was at the very end of the game. Yep. Um, and it's tied, and I don't know. So they're either like that's either an over and back, or yep. backcourt violation, or a foul on Arizona. Like the Arizona players basically tackle the TCU player. Is my there. Yeah, that was awful. And they don't call anything. They just let yeah. it go. Yeah, yeah. you should have been at the line to win the game. A hundred percent. I agree. And that the thing is, like when the game is under so many minutes or so many seconds like that, the refs swallow their whistle so bad. Like, if that's gonna be a foul in the first 39 minutes of the game, yep. why isn't it in this situation? Exactly. And TCU fought tooth and fucking nail. You know, Arizona very easily was the more athletic team, but TCU had shown their moments where they beat Kansas in the year and they had, they, they have athletes, you know, and they were competing, but 
Like, I, I think that just killed their whole fucking momentum, dude. When they were crawling back and then all of a sudden it was just... Like you said, you don't call that. I mean, that that, that just kills your... I mean, that killed yeah. the game there. You know, they should yeah. have the last shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, they say that the... Uh, you know, the refs don't want to decide the out game. That's why they swallow their whistle in the last two minutes. But mm-hmm. that isn't deciding the game. I mean, that's Arizona's on, deciding yeah, right. the game when they're tackling and body checking the TCU player. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wait, is this football season again? Is that what we're talking back? Oh, no. It, it's just basketball. It could have been. It's yeah. getting close. That was more yeah. hockey. Honestly, honestly yeah. we, we might as well just keep going on with these t- with the terrible refs. Um, mm-hmm. for, for so, new- question. What are the refs, you know, like with the NFL, they're, they're not like official NFL employees. How are they with the NCAA? What do you mean? Like, are they, they NCAA employees? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yes. I don't know. I assumed they were hired by conference. Yeah, I just didn't know if they, you know, if 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 it was an actual job where you have to do training and and you have to actually go through. Hey, you did terrible. You're out. You're you know, or else they're just contracted. And oh, hey, you know what? Just keep on making terrible calls. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I think with again with sports betting starting to become bigger and bigger though, they're gonna have to come up with a way a scorecard. They're going to have to come up with something with, to keep these guys in check because mm-hmm. there's too many games that are starting to get dictated. And and unfortunately, the only thing that's going to change that is going to be money talking. And yeah. with Vegas and the billions that they're going to have on the line, and if that swings the momentum one way or another with a huge payout, that that's going to be the only way I see this start getting corrected. You know, on top of, you know... <laughs> I, I don't know if you really want to subject them because we, you know, everyone always says, well, you should get these referees, you know, they should be interviewed after the game. Th- then you're kind of putting a target on their back. I think, yeah. you know, it's, it's a tough position, but like there's gotta be some accountability as well. They every are one of us on, contractors. Okay. So every one of us that they're talking right now, we have to, you know, go through a yearly appraisal of how we do on our job. Yep. You would think that they should have to do the exact same. I, I hope there is some way. I, I'll definitely have to do some research after this pod to see if there is, because that is, like I said, you, you just hear of some coaches that or some refs that swallow the whistle at certain places. I know Clark doesn't like to hear about the advantage that there is at uh, Allen Fieldhouse, but there there's you know certain refs, certain areas, and especially for certain teams where it just seems like they, they don't call it correctly. But, uh, no, I would say the, the only other one that I saw that was really, well, we'll get into the last one, but the big thing on the Purdue game, they beat Texas 81 to 71. Purdue had a, a free throw advantage. They had Texas had 12 free throws. Te, uh, per, Texas had 12 free throws. Purdue had 46 free throw attempts. They had a, a plus 34 advantage on, on free throws. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, have you seen their players? I mean, they take up the whole fucking lane. So, yeah, of course they're going to get hit more. Gonna get hit, but and like, and I can understand. Hey, you know, twenty four to twelve. I, I think the Iowa State Wisconsin game, which we're about to talk about, it was kind of up there as well. At least in the first half, it was forty six yeah. to twelve. There, I would say there's only been a handful of games in the NCAA tournament history where there's been more. I think, I, I think it was in seventy eight. I, I looked it up in the stats. There's been a game where they've had fifty eight free throw attempts, which is just hmm. asinine. But like. That's not even basketball at that point. Why, why don't we just have a free throw contest at that point if you're going to call it that many fouls, and especially right. one-sided as it was? 
Yeah, I'm just egging you on, but yeah, I agree with you. That's atrocious. Four times as many, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, and, and think, four times as many free throws in Texas, and again, it turned it into the, a foul party and, you know, getting more free throws at the end. That that 10-point that ten difference at the end was was not the case with, you know, five minutes left. It, it was it was a, like a, I think it was a two to four point advantage. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, Texas is, is, is balling out and Purdue just goes to the line every fucking time. No one challenging any shots. Right. So, I don't know. I, I, I wanted to, I'm trying to find it real quick and we, and we can actually move on. But I was trying to see because Purdue also, obviously, with 46 free throws, they had like, I think it was like 20 or 30 less just shots in the game, free uh, field goals, because they never had to shoot the fucking ball. <laughs> can you can you read your second sub point there? Um, how does <laughs> Purdue get every fucking seven foot tall plus giant? <laughs> I swear to God, in the past decade, they have had at least one. Uh, yeah, thank you for getting to that next point. <laughs> I, I just wanted to hear you read it. Yeah, I mean, I'm serious. Every time it's just like, okay, you know, every team has their six foot, you know, six foot guy, six foot four, maybe a six foot ten of the, and then Purdue every time it's like seven four. Like they all have a fucking white Yao Ming out there, man. And like, mm-hmm. are they breeding them in fucking Gary, Indiana, in some fucking test tube factory? What what are they doing out there? I don't know. It's it's insane and it's frustrating. You know, when it comes to Big Ten play and stuff, because. They're just, they just clog up the whole fucking lane. And then you have people, you know, like Iowa's Adam Woodbury that can't do anything against them anyway. And then you put them with their size there. It's even worse. Well, yeah, the, they had those the two that were called like the Twin Towers, weren't they? Because they were both seven foot tall. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, exactly. I mean, think Iowa in the last, you know, couple decades, they've had Adam Woodbury, maybe one other person that's seven foot tall. And you're thankful for that. They just fucking reload with these seven foot tall giants. It just, it wasn't even my team. It just pisses me off watching this, you know, because I've seen the years where, <laughs> where our five at Iowa State is, is six five. And he's right. the tallest guy on the team. And here they are a guy that's a foot fucking taller just because I don't know. They pulled him out of Bremen, Indiana or some shit. Right. So was it, in that game, like you, you mentioned that with Iowa state, like never getting those tall guys. Like, why can't we get one seven footer? Yeah. And I mean, it just really sucks. Nobody wants to play for them. No, <laughs> well, well, we'll start getting this for that. About the winner in this next one. But like, yeah, I mean, in the few times you do, then it's like Jamil, uh, uh, Jamil McKay, you know, six foot ten, and all of a sudden he he's a lifesaver. All of a sudden it's like, oh my god, we have one guy with size. As long as he doesn't have foul trouble, then we're, you know, then we're amazing at that point. You know, yeah. Um, Did like back in the day when we had Melvin Edgem, wasn't he like the tallest starter on that team? And he was like six six. six. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, he right six six. I think. I think um, he was the shortest person ever, wasn't he, to lead the Big Twelve in rebounding or something crazy like that? I believe so. He, was he it was, something stupid? I don't know. He was incredible. I, I didn't appreciate him as much as I should have when I was at Iowa State with with him on the team. But yeah, yeah. he he was insane for for how uh, small he was in in, in size co- comparative, anyways. Um, yeah. one last thing before we move on to the best game of the uh, weekend, Purdue ha- only had to shoot forty three shots to Texas sixty eight, so they had twenty five less shot attempts, and they beat them by ten because of all the free throws. Yeah. So, just so stupid. you. You said you want to move on to the best game of the weekend. Was yes, it sir. the Richmond Iowa game? Oh shit, no. There that were no bullet there. points on that. 
No, I don't. How crusty is your mouse? <laughs> it, it, it is loud, isn't it? No, no, no. I'm asking Brian. Is everything just splooge on in front of him or what? Oh yeah. Well, I, I've had plenty of time to clean up from Sunday, but I, I, I text you guys four inches of steel when that game was going on, man. Oh uh, man, that was that was seriously. It, we always play those tough games, and they're low scoring, so every basket's fucking incredible. But that that Iowa State game, be, beating fucking that whiny little fucking bitch Brad Davison. That was the best game. Like I said, just seeing him cry on that sideline, crying in the game. It, it was incredible, man. Dude, that dude flops so much. Oh. It every time anybody got near him, he'd just fall on the ground. He he like we, we always made fun of like Bohannon being here for six years and and doing his old thanks for the memes, leaving his shoes, stupid bullshit. Like Brad Davison passed him in one game, and I had to deal. We had to deal with Bohannon for six years. Yeah, Bohannon's more likable. Yeah, I, I mean, and Bohannon's got one of the most punchable faces I've seen. Da- Davison, like I said, in in forty minutes surpassed him so fast. Like he mm-hmm. uh he had a game at the end of the uh a play at the end of the game where he uh jumped he jumped into a conduit or a con. I was conduit. Conduit jumped into his back. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not, I was shit. Well, I wasn't even going to talk about that one. But yeah, you, first off, all those quote unquote illegal screens, he literally like shoulder checked Condit twice, and somehow the penalty or, or the uh, foul went against Condit on that one. Like he yeah. just. Oh, I I, I think it was uh, I can't remember who the female announcer was, but she was seriously slipping in her seat talking about Brad Davison as well. He was. <laughs> She's just like you while talking about Iowa State. Oh well, it, you know, it, 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 when you're when you're sitting on the opposite side, it's terrible, you know. But at least it's just like I, I am, you know, I am Homer Bryant because I choose my teams and I will stay with them to the end. This is supposed to be an impartial a- announcer, and she's sloshing around talking about, oh my God, he's a he's a gym rat. He's he's gritty. You know, he's got, he's the coach's son. Like she just said every superlative of being white out there. <laughs> I was going to say every white guy compliments. She just gave him. Oh my God. It was uh, like, like I said, he was the first one in the gym and the last one to leave. That was one. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. If you think that's bad, this that's, it wasn't near as bad as being a Vikings fan. listening to Joe Buck talk about Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah. <laughs> same same that thing. Was man. Nothing. But no, I was like the the one I was going to talk about. Trent was was uh, Davison. They uh, it was an inbounds pass, and uh, I think uh, maybe Klauser caught it or something. But Davison swatted it out of his hands, and I swear to God, before he even landed, he was signaling at the ref to do a replay. It's like it hit your fucking hand, and you know it, oh, and you're still signaling. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh my God, it was. So did he surpass Aaron Kraft? Yeah, for sure. I mean, oh, okay. Aaron Kraft isn't even a thought at this point. He was, wow. and, and think, Aaron Kraft hit a game-winning shot on us, and that's how bad this Davidson was. He lost that that little bitch lost to us, and <laughs> I still hate him so much because of this one. Just I do like the the side by side pictures of him in the locker room when they beat Colgate, and he's pointing yeah. at Iowa State and laughing like, "Yep, haha, that's who we get to play next." And then. The other picture is him crying, walking off the court yep. after getting beat by Iowa State. Yep. He, he had the the announcers of the game went to console him in the locker room afterwards with their mouths. It was a, uh, yeah, it felt good. <laughs> we haven't even got to the score. Iowa State won fifty four forty nine. I mean, 
and a dominating like, score at that. Yeah, that's right. I'm t- I'm telling you, when when we were up by ten, I thought that was fucking game over, man. Like like ten point uh, lead in this game. I mean, it it just absolutely insane. Where this was the Iowa State at the beginning of the year with this defense on fucking lockdown that 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 we've been hoping that we we're going to see in the Big Twelve play, but. You know, and not to toot our own horn, but me and Trent and Clark have been saying how good the Big 12 is all year. And you're starting to see it now with these out-of-conference games going 6-0 in the first round. And, you know, even the games where the Big 12 lost in the second round, overtime versus North Carolina, overtime versus number one seed Arizona with a nine seed TCU. I mean, this is where you're starting to see it now. You know, Iowa State beat Iowa by 20 points earlier in the year, and then we beat the regular season champion by, you know, by five points. I mean, it's you, – you you just start to see this the domination here. I, I mean, and I hope after this fucking next two rounds, I'm I'm not a – I'm not a – I guess a, eating my own words here, but I don't know. It just – that that's been the fucking Big 12 all year, and it's just we beat up on each other in the regular season. That cost some of us our seats. And to, to get to this game that we won versus Wisconsin, we had to play Ryan's team, LSU. Um, did you watch any of that, Ryan? I sure did. Just yeah, as ugly of a game, too. See, yeah, yeah see, it was like the same exact game. <laughs> here's, here's uh, as, as from an outsider's perspective, for, uh, you know, being a non-Iowa State fan, Iowa State, a win's a win. But they they played two teams that played their absolute worst. LSU that was the worst I've seen LSU play all season, mm. and it didn't help that their fill-in coach obviously had no clue what he was doing. And then um, Wisconsin, Wisconsin played absolutely terrible too, and they couldn't make a three. Here's the thing that's frustrating me is like I was watching the Iowa game too, where they lost. These teams are combined three of twenty-five for threes. Why are you continually trying to throw up threes instead of getting points where you easily can? It's it's just stupid to me. I don't I don't understand why it's live or die by the three right now. It's that lockdown. Yeah, that's that was anything. And that was Iowa State versus LA in the second half. Like all yeah. I think Iowa State did they either attempt or just make two two point field goals in the second mm-hmm. half. Yeah, it was LSU. Iowa State should be LSU by 20 easily. And so that's where I'm kind of like, okay, a win's a win. Good job, Iowa State, making a sweet 16. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But they need to play better, way better than they have if they want to make it further. Although I don't I don't know if Miami's all that good. So Miami may not be too difficult of a challenge. Well, Um, from what I've I've been seeing on that, like Miami's three best players are their perimeter players, and then like our three best defenders, like our lockdown defenders are our perimeter players. So mm-hmm. our best defenders are going to be guarding their best scores. So yeah, yeah. we'll see. And, and you, you know, and maybe it's part of the generation where now we have Steph Curry that makes 130% of the threes that he shoots from outside the half court line. But in college, try to get it down low. Try to get those for sure two points that you can easily get. Why are we just jacking up threes all the time? Because we all don't have a seven footer like Purdue, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, also with with Miami as well. I mean, just to kind of bring back to it, and and I know it's it's a little frustrating when you're when you're saying we're we're catching everyone at their worst game. I mean that that's also a pattern. You, you know, it, the pattern is because we have this defense. I have it on a lower uh, point. 
major opponents that have scored, you know, in the points scored versus Iowa State this year, Xavier 70, Memphis 59, Creighton 58, LSU 54, Iowa 53, Missouri 50, Oregon State 50, Wisconsin 49, Wisconsin had more turnovers and field goals. I mean, at some point it's going to turn into, you know, from Iowa State is catching everyone on the worst day to the correlation of Iowa State is also just playing amazing defense, which Looking at it as well, Miami's defense is ranked 123rd. That's the lowest we've played in the tournament so far. So, I mean, I, I agree with you, though. With, with Miami, we're, we're going to have to play better, you know, because if, if they can get a little hot from for scoring, we're going to have to have that offense, and we can't rely on scoring 54 and 59 points. But if we can, you know, if we can keep locking them down and they only score 50, I think we're going to be just fine. Yeah, I mean, it's a 10 versus an 11 seed, so you're playing a very even team. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's it's the next round where I don't have I don't have a whole lot of faith in Providence. I don't I honestly think Providence is a is seated way higher than they should be just from what I've watched. But mm-hmm. maybe they are a legit four seed. I don't know. But had them losing the first game. Yeah. Who, who, who Jacks let me down, man. And they almost did. The, the Jacks were in most of the game. Yeah. Yep. So, well, and that's the shitty part is Providence, you know, whether they trailed off at the end of the year or they were very good, now they got to play Kansas, which, again, that that's fucking I think everyone's foe at this point. You know, Kansas, there's a reason why they're the number one seed and they they just fucking dominate year in, year out. They just reload and shitty that Providence has to play them next. But that's that's where I'm sneaky hoping, you know, I'm going to cheer for Kansas just so if Iowa State does make the Elite Eight, it's a it's a Big Twelve matchup to go to the Final Four at that point. Wouldn't it be awesome to get a third matchup versus KU and then we beat them? Yeah, exactly. Hard <laughs> to beat a team three times in a year or four times. So, you know, I, I guess I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to. I wonder if there's ever if there if there any teams have ever faced four times in a year because of the conference tournament and then in the actual NCAA tournament. I'm having a brain fart. Who was the other one seed that lost? Was it Baylor? Baylor. Uh, yeah, Baylor lost. Okay. Um, and, and the other ones are in. So for me, yeah, three are in. I can say this because Clark's not on here. I think KU is the most <laughs> overrated one seed too. And so I think if Iowa State gets through Miami, because I don't know anything about Miami, I think they can be competitive against KU or Providence. Yeah, I mean, I mean again, you know, we at least know what we're dealing with, but they also have that Remy Martin that's, you know, starting to get hot. But, I mean, hell, like you, you, you said it pretty well. Honestly, you catch them on the wrong day, and our defense, our defense is playing better than I've probably seen us playing all of Big Twelve play. To be, to be honest, you know. So, yeah. I'm so going to go on and say, um, hold on a second. Uh, the Midwest Conference is not going to have a championship representative. Oh, think you think it's going to be one of the other ones, huh? It's it's definitely not going to be the Midwest. All righty. So you think KU is the most overrated uh, one seed right now? Even though even though Baylor lost, I truly I do. No, it's it's Gonzaga. You think so? I I don't know why, but I spew so much Gonzaga hate on this podcast. (laughs) Got nothing against them besides they always lose in the tournament. But whatever. I think they make at least (laughs) we have one more game before they lose, though. They it's. They, they, they really have to build your hopes up where it's the Elite Eight Final Four, and you're like, okay, this is going to be their year again, and then they then they shit it down their leg, you know? Um, no. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. It, I have a 50% chance or a 25% chance of being right on my call. So Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm banking on. It. 
So uh, I, I would say, Trey, did you want to go over the other Iowa State stats that I threw in to really um, cream my jeans about, or do you want me to go over them? <laughs> I will let you. Oh, yeah, there we go. No, I would say with, with the win versus Wisconsin, Iowa State 15-0 in non-conference play. This is now the third Sweet 16 for Iowa State since 2014, all under three different coaches. Um, and then the, there have only been six teams that have made a New York Six uh, Bowl in a Sweet 16 since 2020. Uh, Alabama, Baylor, Michigan, North Carolina, Oregon, and Iowa State. All blue bloods. That's right. In football and basketball. Yep, just fucking domination over here. Um, Cowboys have to use starch to keep their jeans tight. Not Brian. Brian's got (laughs) other other products. Yeah, no, I, I I'm a bigger guy. I have those like little bit of jeans with a little bit of stretch in them, and they they've been uh, getting some use lately. That's for sure. <laughs> Sorry, that, I I just I just have to make fun of you a little bit. Oh, you got, it, it's it, I I understand, man. Because when the I mean when the Vikings win the Super Bowl this year, I'm going to be intolerable. So yeah, no, I would say that that that's where. And again, I we got to take advantage of all we can. We don't know if we're gonna, you know. Miami might be the real fucking deal. They could be the one that reps us in the final four, you know? So I've lost I've lost money off of Miami, so I'm also biased against them too. Yeah, so you, so you big you big Iowa State, State fan this weekend. Yeah. Sure. There you go. All right. <laughs> Joey, you for Iowa State this weekend? We lost Joey. Did yeah. we lose Joey? Mm-hmm. He, he, what? <laughs> I was busy tweeting. No, I, I'm enjoying it too, by the way. And not paying attention to whatever just happened for 45 the, minutes. The the love fest of Iowa State. Be- beating yeah. up on that uh, Big Ten conference that we were told was so good that had nine reps. Uh, oh, you're breaking up again. I can't hear Yeah, that. yeah. Sorry. Interesting. Well, let's move on. We've had enough Iowa State. Love. I'm just yeah. now seeing women's, the tweet. Women's March Madness here. Yeah, Women's March Madness. Well, let's start with the first point. Joey, you want to start? <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can keep going. I mean, I just... Yes, Iowa lost. Caitlin Clark. And, yeah, the Iowa Hawkeyes, number two seed, lost to Creighton. Uh, one comment I have about this, I, I watched most of it. It was a, it was a really good game. Yeah. Um, uh, Creighton... Creighton plays Iowa in an exhibition game um, every year. So, I mean, there was a shit ton of people there. Iowa City did set the attendance record for uh, women's regional, which was kind of cool. Nice. Um, but women announcers, like, I watched multiple women's basketball games just so I would. Use your words not... well. Yeah. Yes, I'm trying to. <laughs> um, I watched multiple games just so I wasn't like, oh, man, this is. Uh, this is just this announcing crew, blah, blah, blah. Yep. No. Women's basketball announcers make everything so fucking exciting. Uh, like, every shot was, like, had me on the edge of my seat thinking, mm-hmm. like, it's the whole time, excuse me for burping, uh, the whole time I'm trying to, like, getting ribs ready and stuff to throw on the smoker and, like, hanging out, and all of a sudden, like, it's middle of the first half still. I don't, or middle of the first quarter, I don't know what the score is. And all of a sudden, I hear, oh, my God, they made a three. Now they're up six. What a run. And I'm like, holy shit, what happened? And, like, they went up six in the first quarter. But I, I thought it was, like, the end of the game. Everything was ending. I was like, 
oh, why are they doing this to me? But it had me glued the whole time. Like, and I watched a couple more women's games just off and on just to make sure. Man, women announcers are awesome. Like, I mm. I would love for them to do men's games because every game would be so much more exciting. I say that as I very, very much hate Gus Johnson. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will agree with that, Joy. And obviously with the Iowa-Creighton game, it was also probably a very close game the whole time too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it's definitely every two-pointer, every – I mean, every fast break point, it, like you said, edge of your seat. And it's like, mm-hmm. you, you know, they're getting hyped like it's the NBA finals or a national championship game. And it's the right. second round, second quarter, and it's 24-22, you know? Yep, exactly. And uh, they also made a big deal about how it was Creighton coming to hostile territory and blah, blah, blah. And one of the other announcers looked at her and goes, no, they play an exhibition game here every year. They're not afraid of Iowa. It, it's not a hostile crowd. It's not like they're a conference tournament. Like, we could – push or calm the brakes on that and they go directly to iowa fans just heckling the shit out of the creighton people i'm like maybe it is a little hostile guys maybe it is but it was good it, it sucks that they lost uh caitlin clark i think should be player of the year i don't know if that's already been announced or not but uh yeah it sucks for the hogs it was a bad weekend all around for iowa sports after coming off the last podcast when i said it's been a pretty decent year for everybody yeah fuck that yeah everyone's having a good old time here and yeah it was a that was a pretty rough one especially when that lauren jensen who made that game winning three transferred from iowa to creighton Mm -hmm. and beats him on the home i mean that's just that's just salt in the wound at that point yep exactly i was pumped that iowa had a good women's basketball team um I definitely want to get more into women's basketball in the near future. And I think ESPN is doing a very good job of pushing that narrative. And I think um, the men's tournament is actually pushing that also and kind of doing some advertisements and stuff for them. So I think that's really cool. Um, hopefully that keeps up. Yeah. This was the, fir- this was the first year I actually filled out a women's bracket. It was kind of, I knew nothing about them, but it was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I had Creighton playing cause it was like, well, I know of them. I'll just say they're an upset, you know, and, and unfortunately, I don't think there's quite the parity of the men's game as in the women's quite yet, you know, where we have a 15 seed that's competing and, you know, a couple double digit seeds in the Midwest. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think women's is kind of pretty straightforward, but we, they, they, you know, they're starting to get there. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, is that South Dakota women that you put in there, Ryan? Yes, USC. Yeah, I mean, number uh, they're a 10 seed and they beat number two Baylor, which that's kind of Holy been the uh, crown jewel of. Uh, women's basketball, or at least part of it, them South Carolina and Tennessee for the last couple decades. You know, did anybody watch, else watch that game? Am I the only one that watched that game? I think so. Yeah, I didn't so, see any of it. I didn't see any of their first round game against Mississippi because mm-hmm. usually when you see the name South Dakota, that's like okay, they won the Summit League championship, so they're just thrown into the tournament for the heck of it. These, I watched the whole Baylor game. Is these girls are legit. Like they look better than Baylor all 40 minutes. They wow. had the lead the whole game. They got within five, I think, in the third quarter. And then after that, it wasn't it wasn't even close. Like they had control the whole game. Nice. They look like a top five seed instead of a 10 seed. Mm-hmm. Do you have to know like if it, at all if they were like their conference champion got in that way or yeah, they were summit league champions. Okay. So yeah. It usually switches between USD and SDSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, every once in a while, throwing a North Dakota, but South Dakota usually dominates the Summit League. 
Okay. But the cool thing about USD is all these girls, they're they're basically local. You have someone from Rapid City, you got Harrisburg, you got a couple in rural Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, Lincoln. They're all from the area. So that's it's really cool to see. And they're and they beat a team that can probably pick any women that they want in the country. You yep. know, they can pick cherry pick. So no, that that Jealous. again, what what makes the fucking tournament so awesome, man? <laughs> just, just seeing both sides. So yeah, they'll play again. Um Thanks, Trent. When is their next? I game? caught that. <laughs> yeah, they play Saturday at the four thirty against Michigan. So, Michigan's a three seed. Uh, hopefully, they can go to the elite eight. I don't get this gift that you put of me. I of sixty nine chipmunks while watching the Iowa State Wisconsin game. You just sitting around in your underwear, just, going, sitting, uh, just uh, sitting in there. Well, I was looking for the one where he splooges all over the yeah. place and goes, it wasn't me, it was cytoplasm, and I couldn't find that anywhere, and and I'm not going to do a whole lot of searching on my work computer for that. So. Yeah, for, for Randy Marsh jizz, you're not going to... Well, I put that. Randy Marsh porn, and I was like, God, I need to be able to shut this off quick, yep. and it didn't show up anything. Gotcha. So... Uh, so Nah, never mind. You go ahead and touch on your second point. Before we wrap women's stuff up, I want to, I got a question. Okay. No, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll just speed through it. I mean, um, Ohio State beat our LSU 79-64. Did you watch that game at all, Ryan? Any nope, notes not, on it? Not at all. Nope, I got nothing So, on. no, that was just the one connection. Iowa State, I mean, by the time I wanted to turn them on and, and, and uh, support, support like, watching the game, and fucking we were already up pretty well on Georgia, and they, they demolished them 67-44. They're going to take on Creighton in the Sweet 16, which, again, that was the only reason why I wanted the Hawks to win last game was so Cyclones could have another rematch and beat them for the Elite Eight here. But Wait a second. So Iowa and Iowa State men's and women's were both in the same region? Yeah. Wow. How did I miss that? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. We could have So I watched like the second, the second half of the Georgia game, but I watched all of the – uh, University of Texas Arlington game, the first yeah. round. And, you know, Iowa State's playing at home. And UT Arlington kind of stuck it to Iowa State. And I'm like, we losing to home here? Like, in the first round, number 14? Um, so that game was close. And then finally, Iowa State got ahead by five or six points late in the fourth. And that was as close as it got. But, uh, yeah, Ashley Jones had 36 points in that game. It was it was pretty impressive. Yeah, jo- Jones has been lights out. I'm I'm just glad someone from Iowa City mm-hmm. is going to be repped in the Sweet 16, you know. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say I guess other than that, I would say the for for Clark Sunshine State, uh number 1 Stanford beats 8 Kansas 91 to 65. Number one seed North Carolina State beats nine, you know Kansas State eighty nine fifty seven. So pretty rough weekend for, for the Kansasites out there, I guess. Or what 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 would you call people of Kansas, Trent? Kansans. Kansans. Okay. Yeah. Kansans. Now that Sunshine Staters, wasn't sure what you wanted to call them. You uh, you said it was a rough weekend for them, but not if they're you know watching men's. Okay, you're yeah. still doing pretty True. decent in the, the the men's tournament. So yeah, I, I think that was at the top. I was like, KU did what they're supposed to, yuck, move on. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I KU's getting hot when they need to and they got their right players. So 
I think that I, yeah, that'll be a tough matchup when Iowa State plays them in the Elite Eight. So, Joey, you said you had a question for us now that we've yeah. got yeah. through. Wasn't the there a here. Uh, woman's basketball coach that's going to coach men's next year? No, that was a fake oh. report that I had in there, and I saw someone hit a Barry, it was a Barry McCockiner type of a account parody account. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a fake John, a John Rothstein's account that said the South Carolina female coach was going to coach at Kansas and then there are Kansas State and then there was a second report I'm like what are their two names I looked it up and then yeah I, I got I got Barry McCockinard so I, I don't know if so, that's the best parody account to use while we're talking about women's sports, but <laughs> that's okay. Oh, no, that, that was just – sorry, that was just an equivalent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was actually – it said John Rothstein. It was Rothstein with an M, mm. so it was just enough where I didn't catch it. Uh, so they should go get that coach. I mean, the South Carolina care? women only gave up four points in the first half of their first-round game. Yeah, 44-4 to four or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. So. That's rough. And I would say, and we've talked, I know one last thing about Iowa State, both men's and women's team made the sweet 16. The only other two teams that did that was, it was Iowa State, North Carolina and Michigan. And this is actually back-to-back years. Michigan's men and women have both made the sweet 16. John Howard, baby. John Howard. Yeah. Did you guys see the video of him hugging the Tennessee player? Or oh, oh, yes, I did see I that. I mean, Jesus, try and make up for too much. My God, man! Everyone, everyone was literally that's again pro Michigan or Big Ten or Jawan. Who cares? They're like they better circulate this clip just as much as they circulated the negative clip. And I go, right. the the context is different. In one context, you're a crybaby pee pants because you lost, <laughs> and then you try and punch Greg Gard. In the second one, you just beat a team, you upset them, and you're consoling a player that you personally knew. This wasn't just a random Tennessee player, by the way. This is apparently, I think, like a friend of his son's or like on one of his AAU teams. Like he knew this kid too, so they grew up together. This wasn't just a random Tennessee kid he was hugging. Well, that makes it a little bit better than I thought. It was just a rando that, like, John Howard was just like, "Oh, let me let me get this in front of the camera." No, I mean, if it's someone that his son's known for a while, that, that makes yeah, a little more sense. It makes sense, but then it takes away from it. It's like, okay, so you're just consoling the one kid you know, not the rest of them. The other kids' dreams that you shattered, you're okay with them crying their eyes out, you know? So Yeah, well, maybe this was the only crybaby poo-poo pants that was actually crying. Yeah, the rest of them were just ready to, to fucking get their $8 million <laughs> NIL deals like that new uh, Tennessee quarterback. Did you see that? No. Yeah, fucking. There's, there, apparently, they just signed like the number three five star recruit uh, quarterback for Tennessee, mm. and there's rumors of getting NIL deals up of, up to lords of like eight million dollars. Ooh, nice. Oh, speaking of star quarterbacks, uh, Iowa's four star just got okayed to uh, come to campus in April so that he can learn how to not throw touchdowns for the next nice. four years. <laughs> how much is his, wait? How much is his NIL deal worth at that uh, local Poncheros there? I don't know. He gets all of the uh, Falvo's pizza he wants. <laughs> he, he gets he gets he gets one free burrito today. No extra guac on it though. Every touchdown he gets a free burrito. <laughs> that kid's gonna starve. Weekend. <laughs> 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 Not even his fault. It's Kirk Ferry's <laughs> fault. Right. 
Jesus. I, I would have thought I would have been the one making fun of bad Iowa quarterback play and Joey just teed it up for us. I do appreciate it, my friend. Please, sir, can I throw some more? Yeah. No. Hand it off. <laughs> you're going to hand it off, and they're going to get stuffed after two yards again. I just want to no, We're up my three. That's breaking. enough. Yeah. <laughs> We're not trying to showboat and win by 10. We're trying to oh God. make it a real man's game, win by three. Yeah, just wait till the fun cast on Friday and you'll hear someone go off about squeaking off victories. I am Ooh. so fucking tired of that shit. Squeaking off victories. All right. mm-hmm. well, that's a little, uh, you know, just looking ahead. So a little teaser for the fun cast. So now that we've got through all of college basketball here, um, let's wrap this thing up. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So again, thank you for listening, sticking with us here. Uh, we do appreciate it and we do want to hear from you. So slide into the DMS. Um, let us know how we're doing. Give us something to talk about. Uh, we'll talk about it. Um, and if you don't like, well, hey, let us know that too. Um, we will interact with you on the socials. So Joey, how can they interact with us? Yeah. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Heartland Pulse. Look us up on Facebook and YouTube Pulse of the Heartland. Um, if you're free on Tuesday nights, I try to be a little comedic with my Twitter account and with our Twitter account and uh, make fun of everyone as we're giving our hot, hot takes of yeah. flaming shit that we normally do. So, uh, yeah, follow along on there. And then uh, Instagram and stuff, we put our meat smoking pictures and videos. And then we have all of our live YouTube stuff on YouTube. All right. Well, everybody, again, thank you for listening. Yeah. Peace Appreciate out. you. Keep it rolling, baby.